Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Are you kidding? 
I took walking 200 because uh, luckily I tested out of the introduction to walking since I had the prerequisite crawling uh, as an infant. But uh, unfortunately, I was too drunk. Usually, I never made it to advanced walking with you know with the heel to toe stuff and the and the yellow line stuff. I just oh, couldn't. Geez. Really, really. No, uh, I, are, are you serious about there being a walking class? Yes. Like a walking class. Yes. Yes. I took a walking class with a guy. His name was Brother Raymond. And uh, the only thing I actually learned in the class, I mean, literally, all we did was walk in the fucking Texas heat, where it was like 150 degrees out, and we're, like, walking around Zilker Park or whatever. And the only thing I really took away from the class that I do use to this day is that uh, I freeze some water, like in a water bottle or whatever. I think I've shown you that mm-hmm. technique before. And yeah. uh, you've got yeah, water pretty much, pretty much whenever you want it, although I've turned it into, like, a vodka type drink, but I'm, I'm sure that was, that's all legit. So that's in the master's program. program. I can't believe you didn't take walking. I can't believe you weren't forced to. I, did, I didn't know that that was offered. I would have. I would have walked to uh, the place to sign up for it. Little did I know I that how. I, I, I kind of got a jump on walking because my first day at St. Edwards, I walked across the street to the Circle K and bought a 12-pack of Bud Light. <laughs> You're a walking prodigy. Sad part is, by the time I left the dorms, we had worn a path between the back door. This is no fucking lie. Between the back door of Fremont Hall and the fucking Circle uh, K across the street, it was actually called the. Tech so now, so now we have to make a fake magazine cover for walking. That's not like I'm sure there is a walking magazine, but it's got to be like walking that like exalts walkers to the level of like rock stars and like tells their stories and little background like a guitar yeah like a guitar magazine for walkers and then we'll start one with extreme walking that has like two second keg stands and like uh people walking on rails where they shouldn't be walking oh yeah taking two steps with each foot yeah you know what dude that's that's a whole nother magazine that's called hopping that's hopping magazine Oh, yeah. That's right. That's extreme hopscotch. Here's something I found extremely uh, uh, disturbing today was that in England, they consider the best kids' book ever to be Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Does that disturb really? anybody as much as it disturbs me? I hate that. I hate Winnie the Pooh, dude. I would love to see Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin both, like, skewered. And I don't mean that, like, the porn style. I mean, like, skewered. Well, why is that? I only have a few memories of Winnie the Pooh, and they're not bad, but it was never, like, my thing. What, what, what is the deal about Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin that's uh, I, You know what, dude? I toxic. don't know. I think it's their gay lover relationship that just wears on me, and I'm not sure where if I'm jealous what? of well, Winnie or I'm jealous adolescent of Christopher boy. Robin. I'm not sure. As an adolescent boy, did you not hump every one of your stuffed animals at some point? I really, I didn't really hump them as much as I face-fucked them. I wouldn't call it humping. It was not. I was not gentle. No, of course. Is that why your teddy bear only had one eye? You've been reading too many too many uh, Reddit threads on uh, <laughs> what people do to masturbate. Apparently, when they're humping their stuffed animals. Uh, it's a specific category. It's it's called stuffed animal fucking. <laughs> is it? Is that a th- subreddit or is that just a regular Reddit? Oh, it's a subreddit. It, it's it's pretty popular. I subscribe to it. It's got four followers, and I'm one. 
you and and uh, your real name and then your other fake name. Yeah, that's you know me, me and three of my stuffed animals. <laughs> you know what? It's actually, the, your stuffed animals are in this. It's another thread. It's a self-help. They're not a self-help thread. It's an abuse thread. Self-abuse. Right. That's what we should write, self-abuse books, not self-help. It, there's plenty of those, for sure. Uh, now, it really isn't anything about Winnie the Pooh. It's I hate his fucking voice. Are you familiar with Winnie the Pooh's voice? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. It's, it's sort of that kind of whippy, puny, scratchy kind of, oh, bother. Oh, oh, no. The pot of honey. <laughs> oh, chigga. Oh, no. Please don't. Oh, oh, my thing is not. It's not Stop that. Stop it. I'm going to come. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Just the other day, I saw a video on YouTube that was the guy who does that voice now. Oh, Jesus. And he was in some, it, it was some, like, Comic-Con, some stupid thing, where it was him and some other voice actor, all these voice actors on a panel, and they all read, like, the Star Wars script, and the Winnie the Pooh guy was Darth Vader, and it was kind of funny hearing Winnie the Pooh, that uh, creepy, weird voice, doing Darth Vader. That would have probably made me angry. Here's another question. While we're pondering things that I've seen on TV in the last, like, 48 hours, I was watching this thing on Flint, Michigan, right? And you know how the water is bad in Flint, Michigan, all that stuff? And they're, like, all sitting around this round table, like, all the people that run Flint, Michigan around this table, okay? And, of course, like, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty black city, so they've got some black, uh, like, district councilmen or whatever. And they're all wearing bow ties, right? Like, they all have to have, like, that militant, like, black bow tie look. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, it's the Farrakhan thing. Right, there you go. That's, that's, right, the Farrakhan. And I'm like, why would they do that? Because, you know what, it's like they're trying to, like, intimidate people with that look, I guess. I mean, is that what that look is about? Because to me, it's like more of an Uncle Tom look than anything. It, it, the, the black, the, the bow tie on the black guy is like a pointed hat on a KKK white guy. I mean, and that's like their aggressive attire, you know? I'm going to put on the, the fucking bow tie to show these white dudes what's up. But, I mean, if you think about it, if they really would look at, back at, like, the black person in the bow tie, it, it's like a total... They're like one step from holding a lantern when they're wearing a bow tie and a vest. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, you're, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying you're that's right like, on that point. It's kind of like going they're back. The, they're doing themselves a disservice, I guess, is what you're saying. Right. Right, I mean, you look now. You look like a porter, more than you do like yeah. a, a businessman or a congressman. They should like shuffle in with like burlap pants they made themselves and uh, no shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying that, Rufus. I wasn't. I was saying that it just seems like it's it's deconstructive. First of all, to take like that total militant stance, that Farrakhan type thing, if you're trying to get something done with people. But then, in the meantime, you're kind of dumbing yourself down a little bit, I think, by, by wearing that outfit. That's just my opinion. I agree. No, no I, I agree. I agree. I, I think that that look, and I've seen this before in, in, in other, like, documentaries I've seen where there's black people that are obviously aligned with a certain philosophy. And it's, it's always the bow tie. And you can tell. The, the, and the black rim glasses. I mean, they want to be Farrakhan. 
and that I think that undermines anything that they might want to say otherwise that is non Farrakhan like. You know, I mean that's, right. that's that dude set up and look. It's like if I walked into if we're gonna have a serious discussion about the future of the music industry and I walked in dressed up like Gene Simmons from Kiss, right. he'd be like, Okay, you fucking joker, get the fuck out of here. We're trying to have a real conversation. That's about as good as a parallel as you could draw to exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but it would be more like you would walk in dressed more like the Blue Man Group or something. <laughs> Blue Man Group. Yeah, where are they at? Uh, that's a good question. There, I think there's like five. That That's the beauty of the fucking Blue Man Group, dude, is they're like right now they're in Seattle and they're in Las Vegas and they're in L.A. and probably New York City. Because there's like 50, uh, well, there's probably like 500 Blue Man outfits. Now, speaking of Blue Man group, whatever happened to uh, on the same page, whatever happened to Stop? Remember Stop? Those are the, yeah. the cool guys that like made music with drum barrels and banging on scaffolding and shit. Trash cans, brooms. I'm pretty sure they did like a cymbal sound with a broom. For some oh, yeah. reason... Stomp just never could get exactly where clap got to. You know what I mean? It's just like there was clap and then there was stomp. And, and people just really went for clap more than they did stomp. I think Blue Man Group and Stomp should tour and have clap open. You know what? And they probably should just have Timothy Leary in the parking lot giving out drugs. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean... I just, the Blue Man Group, I don't know, do you just listen to the tunes? I mean, it's like a it's like a light show and shit, too, right? I guess, I mean, you kind of have to be there to enjoy it, right? Because they don't do, like, TV specials. Right, and they don't, like, you have the album. There's no, like, Blue Man Group, the album is there. I think they probably have an elevator music album. Here, let me check out see where they're at. Uh, the Blue Man Group is now performing uh, in the Ramada, at the Ramada Stardust. Uh, lounge in uh, Hackensack, outside Hackensack, underneath the bridge, underneath I I forty. And I, I I guarantee that if you got a shuttle to the airport from that hotel, your driver would still have his Blue Man Group suit on. <laughs> and you get free tickets. You stay you stay for more than an hour at the Ramada on I forty. You uh you you get free tickets to the Blue Man Group. You you can buy. Luckily, you can rent rooms by the half hour there though. Yeah, I'm sure once the Blue Man Group shows over, they crawl off the stage immediately and start helping people to their rooms. <laughs> They're like porters. One guy takes the one guy like takes the uh, shape of the cart, the luggage cart, and crawls your stuff <laughs> all the way to your room. Yeah, and then they cover you in blue paint and confetti. Right, and then they leave your dead body down by the the river with a bow tie on. <laughs> with a Blue Man group stamp on your forehead you know we missed out on that whole blue man group thing the good thing about the blue man group is dude they don't have paparazzi fucking chasing them no you know you could easily put on a blue man group you know what we should do just like get blue man group suits like from the neck down and just like then be like, yeah, we were the fucking blue man group and see if we could go to a bar and get laid. <laughs> oh my God. Have, have like a lanyard around our neck that's like blue man group 1996. Be like, yeah, that was me. Remember that? We could, 
still be in the blue man group. We should drive up in a fucking limousine and like get out of the back and be like, yep, yep, it's the blue man groups here. And then we'll talk about, was there three of them? Because we'll just be like, yeah, we had to kick the other guy out. He got into some cocaine and heroin and stuff. What did they do? I don't remember. I just remember them banging on drums with like blue paint splattering up. Did they really do anything beyond that? Uh, I guess it's it was like I think they considered that soft porn, didn't they? With them like beating the sticks until they're splattered with blue paint. Oh, that is pretty blue. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I don't understand the Blue Man Group. Apparently, they were famous though, somewhat. They're beyond you. There'd be. A, I'm trying to think what year the Blue Man Group was popular. It's got to be mid-late 90s, right? Was it? Yeah, it had to be around the turn of the century. That seems like something that could only happen around the turn of the century. Yeah, when people were groping for meaning in their lives. <laughs> for some reason, they liked the Blue Man Group. People were so nervous about 1999 on their computers turning into 2000 and, and Y2K crash and everything that they turned to something so vile as the Blue Man Group for escape. It's funny, you know. I've got I've got my house here, and uh, one of the reasons I bought the house is because it has a whole house generator, right? So if the power goes down, it'll run a lot of stuff. I mean, it won't run everything, but um, I was looking through the receipts one day, and this guy that owned the house before me had it installed like November twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. And I'm sure it was in anticipation of, like, the whole world basically coming to the end at Y2K. Oh, sure. I mean, I remember people were stockpiling uh, toilet paper shit. Yep, I remember that, too. It was amazing. Really? Making a chaos. I think of all the things that you need to stockpile... Toilet paper would be very low on my list of, of, like, if I had to choose between food and toilet paper, I would obviously choose food because toilet paper takes up a lot of room, and at the end of the day, it can be, like, be replaced with leaves and dirty socks and shit. Yeah, and, and you don't need toilet paper if you don't have food, so at least you start with the food. Right, and then if you if you need toilet paper, rummage around for it. Yeah, or, or lay a siege on your neighbors and, and massacre them all to get their right. toilet paper. I've seen The Walking Dead. That's exactly what you do. You get a couple of people together, and you go out rodding around the town, killing everybody till you find you a couple of squares of toilet paper. And it's you always got to get some good stuff. Did you use the word marauding? Maraud? <laughs> to, to maraud. Yes, I did. That's awesome, dude. That's a great word. Is that, maraud. I'm I like to be a marauder. Can it be used as a verb? Is maraud a word? I, I've never heard it used as a verb, but it's got to be a verb. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. I mean, if you're a marauder, you must be marauding, right? Right, exactly. It, it's starting right. to like, not even sound like a word now that I've said it so many times. Maraud? Maraud. Okay, here we go. Marauder is a raider. Cool. Like, yeah, I'm going to be a marauder. Maraud. What does it Ro- mean? To roam and... To roam in search of things to steal or people to attack. All right, I use it in a context. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. It's just to like walk around looking for shit to take or people to beat up. 
Nothing wrong with doing a little marauding as long as everybody's on board. Yeah. No. No. Here's a sort of marauding club here in town. Here's another thing I saw on TV the other day, Rufus, was that there was they found these little baby dinosaurs, right? Like mm. little di- dinosaur fossils, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're so cute!" Blah blah blah. And I'm thinking, "Oh my God, you know that poor thing was probably like ripped to shred by some giant fucking razor tooth." Oh yeah. They're like, "Oh, look how cute the little dead baby dinosaur bones are. They're so precious." And it was, and it was probably ripped to shreds by its own like mother. <laughs> exactly. Probably by uh, yeah, its dad. It, it actually had that. It was all apart because it had actually gone through its dad's lower intestine and just was crapped out in one giant puddle of bones. <laughs> a puddle of bones. It's a good name for a band. It is. It's like a uh, puddle of mud, but with bones. That's right. Mud bones. That's another good name for a band. <laughs> that is a good Bone name. Mud. mud bones. What kind of music does mud bones play exactly? I don't know, but it's got to be like late '90s grunge. <laughs> does it? Yeah, you're right. It does. It really does. It has to have like an Eddie Vedder esque type thing to it. Exactly. Mud bones. You know that's that's you would definitely be very solid if you had mud for bones. You know, I was thinking about politics the other day, dude, and I don't know why. It was because someone was saying that. Uh, they were arguing if, if Ben Franklin was a son of liberty or not. Are you familiar with the Sons of Liberty? Uh, no. Is that like the Sons of Anarchy? Of, you know what? In a weird way, it kind of was. It was like people like Patrick Henry and Ben Franklin and all these guys who decided, you know what, it's stupid for us to be paying uh, England for taxes on tea and like whatever else we have to eat or send back to them. And... uh I was thinking, you know what, They're, we're kind of in the position now where the big corporations are just the exact same as, like, the English tyranny of the 1700s. Does that yeah, make any sense? We're just giving them our money to can tell them to tell us what to do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, back then it was like people like Ben Franklin and George Washington, they were thought of as like radical people who had different ideas on uh, politics and whatnot. And, I mean, really, it's like come full circle. We actually need those radical ideas to be enacted now because we've become a slave to the monarchy, basically. Right, exactly. And what's weird is that those ideas were enacted and and just been – Bastardized and fucking butt raped and shit, and now here we are again, just in, right. you know, with a different tint of shade to the same fucking problem. Exactly. Now it's and, uh, Yeah, yeah. It, the corporatization of government is really kind of fucked everything over. Yes, yeah. I mean, we've just let them. We let the corporations do whatever they want. I mean, that's just how it goes. And and they're mm-hmm. and. The people that are in power are complicit to let it happen because their bills are paid. Oh, they're on the dole. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I hope that our man Bernie, he's hanging in there tough, dude. Bernie's hanging in tough. God bless him. He's got fucking guts. You is know, he still because, doing well? It seems like everything I mean, I've seen lately is he's still out, out polling Hillary. Right. He's, he's out polls Hillary to beat Trump. By like 15 points. 
Actually, some polls, some polls have Hillary getting beat by Trump. That's the fucking scary part. I mean, uh, I, it's scary, but believable. Clearly, he's the right person for the job. I mean, you know this. I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on with this Deborah Wasserman Schwartz lady, right? Who they, the Democratic National Convention chairperson, but she was no. This is what's fucked up, dude. I, I have, she, she was. She's the one telling all the superdelegates to go with Hillary. Well, it turns out she was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager when she ran against Obama. Ah. So, obviously, she wants to see Hillary through to the White House to make it her own accomplishment, I'm sure. Yeah, well, everybody's got their motivations that I know, fuck everything crazy. up for all of us. Yeah, I mean, really, that's exactly it. You know, they don't care about, well, you know what, I don't want to talk about politics. This is Friday night. This is a free-for-all. What's going on down there in Arkansas? Tell us what's free about the great state of Arkansas right now. Uh, well, things are pretty fucking boring here, dude. I wish you hadn't asked me that. I, I, there's nothing exciting going on here at all. Nothing at all. Nothing. Can be breaking the camper uh, out pretty soon? No, I haven't. Oh, I tell you what, I got, uh, no. No, we were going to take it out last weekend when we went to Hot Springs, but it's, I don't want to say it's a pain in the ass, because it's a necessary pain <laughs> in the ass if you're going to take a camper out for a while. But if you're just going to go for a weekend, it's not worth Backing up the truck, hooking it up, securing everything inside, <laughs> driving two hours, unhooking everything, hooking up the pipes and all that bullshit. I'm like, no, no. So we, we haven't used a camper in a while. Oh, my God. Are you going to drive it back to Texas this year or not? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure when we're going back to Texas. Maybe never. Now, how about your motorcycle? I'm- it's 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 uh, weed covered. I still have to buy the parts to fix it up. I just haven't been able to. I'm, I'm busy, dude. I got you know my job and I'm just laughing, dude. I got, I got a, all the same my issues. My my, my yard is on TV. something that uh, I think American pickers are going to stop by my house next time they're in uh, in the area. <laughs> there's so much shit in the yard and in the back garage. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. That's a good point. If if American pickers could find my road, they'd drive by it and just get boners and be like, wow. <laughs> yeah, the problem is with mine is like they would get boners when they saw the shit, and then they would go flaccid as soon as they saw that it was all pretty much garbage. <laughs> You'd end up on the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they would, I would have to pay them for their wasting their time to going through my shit. You'd apologize and pay for their gas money. I'd give I'd give Frank a pizza, a Little Caesars pizza. He looks like the Little Caesars guy, kind of. Yeah, Frank Frank eats pizza. You ever watch that show? It's actually an entertaining show, in all honesty. But I mean, I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, I, I do like. It. I, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I, I did always like it when I did watch it. Those guys are funny. They're funny. They obviously are odd. But Obviously, funny. they get along pretty well like me and you because they've spent long time working and living together, basically, and uh, they still can talk to each other. Yeah, and they have a, 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 a passion that's the same. You know, it's not like they're trying to convince each other, let's go out and do this or whatever. They're both, like, into that weird fucking lifestyle of just roaming the country, marauding 
through the country land looking for antiques and shit chilies can put on their walls. I wonder if people are ever mad, though, when they see that, like, you know, it's like, you took this for $74 and I sold it for 325 I mean, I would be, like, kind of pissed if I saw that. I'd be like, that fucking cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, my- you know, it's funny. Way back, way back in Warhampton days, I had an idea, because I'd gone to Chili's at some point for something. I was like, they got, like, old right. license plates and bicycle parts hanging up. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to write, like, a story or a movie about a guy whose job it is to, like, go find that shit? And then, wouldn't you know it, it uh, turns out to be a wildly successful TV show, and I, I'm i still poor. <laughs> what would be a more interesting show is to find out where that shit came from. Like, to do a story, like, there's a fucking sign up at the Chili's in Terlingua, Texas, and you're like, where is that bicycle sprocket from? And to fucking find out what kind of bike it came off of and uh, shit like that. I guess you'd have to ask those same guys, probably. They'd be the only ones that knew. Nobody at Chili's would know. Nobody. I mean, they just bought it from a, oh, a I know that. auction somewhere. Unfortunately, what they have is like some guy, interior designer, come and go be like, you know what would look really cool? And then they go to a factory and make yeah. like 100 fucking signs. They, yeah, they weather it. They just tie all that shit behind a truck and drive up and down a dirt road for a while. It's all brand new, but it looks old. Spray salt water on it so it rusts overnight. Because there's not enough trash in the world make some more trash make trash that looks like trash make new stuff that looks like trash of course it was probably cheaper is the sad part to hire a whole yeah, crew of people true. to make that shit than it is to go out and buy it from some guy that is going to let it rot in a heap it's so crazy to see those people because you know there's no way they're ever going to go through all that shit oh no and no one ever is. That's kind of probably the sad part of it. When it's just like a huge giant pile of junk and you're amassing it, thinking it's going to be worth money someday, if you don't get it sorted out, it's just going to get picked through after you die by guys, you know, just like you. Marauders. Marauders, yes. The marauders of things. Marauders of junk piles. I'm an antiques marauder. Now, have you ever been, like, junking or whatever they would call that? What do they call that? Antique? In? I don't know if they really call it antique if you're going through people's junk. You know, like no, people I, that... I haven't, but I, <clears throat> driving around the back roads of Arkansas, I don't see it so much in Texas, or I, I didn't historically, but I do see places, and I'm like, holy fuck, the American pickers would immediately stop right now. Of course, I never do because I'm, I'm fucking going somewhere. But no, I've, I've never done that. I've never gone antiquing. I've been into an antique store, and it's just like walking into like somebody's garage that they never dust. I mean, it, I've never been impressed <laughs> right. by an antique store. I don't so, like the no. smell. The smell is foul. They it need a new like thing. A, a smell. Grandma. Yeah, it smells like old stuff, musty, gross old stuff. I would be more afraid that I would like end up stepping on like some kind of rusty implement or falling on into a bale of fucking barbed wire that was just like sitting there under a big clump of grass. God, yeah. I, I do get concerned whenever they like, they like stop by a place just like a barn that's been there for 300 fucking years and it's stacked to the fucking brim with shit. And I'm like, aren't you concerned about like black widow spiders 
and brown recluses and rattlesnakes, and they're just dig- they're swimming through it like fish through water, just tumbling through this fucking cobwebs and rusty fucking buckets and shit. <laughs> or that, that disturbs me. That maybe moving a cane or something might bring the whole fucking house of shit down on top of you. <laughs> like stacked so haphazardly. That's that's true. Even the buildings sometimes they have uh, the load bearing beams are certainly compromised. Right. I mean, the road is back there. I saw, wait, I saw an outtake of one, though. I can't, I think it was that show. Where, oh, no. Maybe it was uh, one of those gold shows. No, it was, it was that show. Sorry to be so confused, but they walked into a greenhouse and got attacked by fucking bees. And it was like the most (laughs) awesome thing I've ever seen in my life. That's sweet. Oh, my Which God. You, I, I heard you eating something. I'm, you I'm eating it? Yeah. I'm eating a Snickers. My heart You're is Snickers fine. Snickers mad. Apparently, my heart You're is Snickers. fine. Well, here's what I've been doing, dude. When I stopped to get our Mega Millions ticket, I uh, I buy myself a Snickers and a Melon Power Aid. So uh, I can get my fucking sugar up for the show. I think the last time that I... I uh, I heard you eating something, and I thought it was gum. This is like a few episodes ago. It was a Snickers. It was. Maybe they should be a sponsor. They should be because this one on it says "complainer." I don't know if you've seen a Snickers wrapper lately. They have like names on them. They say like "tired" or whatever. This one says "complainer," and you know what? That's pretty right on today. I think. Wow, that's a Snickers made for my wife. Oh my god! You know what? That thing that you said about your wife the other day was hilarious. What was that? Well, you didn't say it. I think you posted it on Facebook. I'm trying to remember now, but I remember thinking it was totally funny. Oh, no, it was you Skyped me with it. That, uh... Oh, yeah. Your wife said she was a psychopath. I bet you slept easy that night. Dude, I had... bring my voice down low so I don't get in trouble. I had this conversation with my wife the other night. Okay. Actually, it was last night. And there was something on TV that showed the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, I'd love to go to Paris, France one day. And she kind of scoffed at me like I was an idiot. And she said, you mean Italy? And I was like, no, Paris, France, where the Eiffel Tower is. And she said, she kind of sighed, the Eiffel Tower is in Italy. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's in Paris, France. <laughs> and I, and I, I proved her wrong immediately because, you know, the Internet. Right. And then you had your phone. The, the, conversation, the conversation was over, except it went on about 20 minutes more of me just making fun of her. Oh, well, of course. You'll always have that. You'll and, always of course, she said, oh, she said, I was thinking of the Leaning Tower of Eiffel. <laughs> oh, my God, shut up. Now you're just making things up. <laughs> okay, I made that up. Yes. <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Eiffel. What's the city with all the water in it? Is that Venice? Venice. Yeah. Well, I mean, now is that where the Leaning Tower? No, that's Pisa. But that one's underwater too, isn't it? Isn't that what's wrong with the Leaning Tower? That the ground is so soft because it's surrounded by water? Uh, that's a very valid assessment. I, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, that would make a lot of fucking sense. Well, I, mean, I don't know why it's leaning. I really China's don't know. Building some islands out in the middle of the ocean, 
and we can't just like give them a couple truckloads of to like straighten up that poor tower. I mean, that's pretty rude. It is pretty rude. We should Superman straighten the Apple Tower in Superman too. I insist. Actually. I insist that my tax dollars go to fix the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Can you get on board with that? Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Superman in Superman Two, he's straightened the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's right. Oh, but not uh, not in real life. So yeah, oh, I we should do that. We should do. Already straightened. Who was Superman Two? Uh, Christopher Reeve. Was he Superman too? Was he like all the Supermans? He was Superman one through four. Only one was good. The rest sucked. Pretty tragic. I mean, like the legacy of Superman is not that good, right? Because the original Superman guy didn't he commit suicide? You mean the original from the fifties? Yeah, George Reeves. Oh shit! I have no idea. I'm not really a Superman fan. Me neither, but I didn't tell you. I think it's something like that. I'm going to have to look that up. You mind if I look that up real quick? No, not at all. Are they related, George Reeves and Christopher Reeves? Yeah, here we go. George Reeves and Christopher Reeves related. Let's see. The curse is the curse of Superman. Here's the curse right here. The curse is frequently Uh-oh. associated with George Reeves, who starred in Adventures of Superman on television from 1952 to 1958 and died of a gunshot wound at age 45 under disputed <clears throat> circumstances, officially ruled a suicide. And Christopher Reeve, who played the superhero from 78 to 87, well, we kind of all know what happened to that poor guy. Yeah. He was paralyzed and then like, died. Wow. He died from a heart attack, come to find out. So the first guy died of a gunshot wound, and they assumed it was a suicide? I mean, it, it seems like they could know if it's a suicide or not, like based on the <laughs> where the gunshot wound is and other factors. I'm guessing that, yes, it probably was a suicide. Probably back then. I mean, forensics wasn't that great. They're probably just walking around, kicking shit around with their... Oh, yeah. I think what they did was put their their cigarettes out and a lot of stuff back then, so they were probably just snuffing out cigarettes and open wounds and whatnot. (laughs) Whiskey bottles. (laughs) Whiskey bottles, snuff bags. Right. You know what? Imagine being alive in, like, the 50s when people used to just fucking drink, like, all day fucking long. Dude, I... I have to say that if I have if I if reincarnation is a real thing, especially if it exists like across the whole temporal spectrum, so I could be reincarnated at a different time. I would love to be reincarnated where people just didn't give a fucking shit, and you didn't worry about everything you did or everything you ate or everything you drank. It was just like, um, yeah, I smoke, yeah, I eat this, I drink that, whatever. So you know, a life of work. No worry. I would love that. It's kind of crazy I even said that because, you know, I'm like, oh, just like when people used to drink all day long. And I'm like, what am I talking about? I've been doing that for the last 20 years. So I, it's like it's still around. I'm still drinking all day every day. So, you know, like the 50s. Right, but you've been in still people that do that, apparently. Well, that's true, but I'm sure you're stressed about it. You've been infected with, like, you know, modern medical technology that tells you right. that's bad. Back then, they didn't tell you that was bad. They told you that was good. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, smoke. 
smoke more cigarettes, drink more booze. It's good for the uh, the spirit and the yep. Man, I would have probably been dead already, more than likely. But you would have died happy with no worries. You know, I'm just lucky I never got into drinking hard liquor. Because it's like the hard liquor that will fucking kill you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why I abandoned it. <laughs> right. That's why beer is good for you, and it's food. So obviously it's good for you. I mean, beer has it's, what? It's got wheat. Right. It's got wheat. It's got protein. There's protein in beer. I mean, it'll keep you regular. If there's one thing I could tell you about beer is it will keep you regular. Dude, man, there was nothing better than a, a morning butt blast after drinking 18 beers. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. It's like the hangover goes right out your asshole. Like, it oh, does. Well, then you, like, take that huge fucking dump, and you're just like, oh, fuck, give me a beer. <laughs> It's great. No, I love that. That that after a case of beer shit. It's like it's a it's a buttgasm, and you can sit there for twenty minutes playing games on your iPhone and just be in a, in a state of proctoral bliss. It is definitely definitely about the most complete elimination is is you're gonna get. There's no doubt about it. No, that's true. That's true. Especially if you ate some uh, some Gaddy's pizza the night before. You know, or maybe the buffet at Gaddy's. Even throw some salad in there. You really want to get. Remember Double Dave's? You you worked at Double Dave's, dude. When you worked there, did they have that like all you could eat pizza buffet? And then one night a week they had like two dollar fucking beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked there twice. Yeah, yeah. We used to punish those fucking specials when I was at St. Edwards. Oh, my God, we used to go to Double Days, and there was just two Double Days then. One was over on South Lamar. Was it South Lamar? Worked at that one. South South Lamar. And uh, we used to just go there and get so fucking butt-ass drunk. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was rude. Really, thinking back, I'm like, wow, that was was sloppy. Fun, but sloppy. That time that I worked at Double Days, and... Wow, I'm wow. getting a bad echo. All of a sudden, I don't know if it's BTR or what. But I got a great got a story great about freaking at Double Days. I was the assistant manager, manager. I was the closing manager. And so I had some guys working on the break. Of course, we drink, drink all the time. We were wasted by the time the store closed. Well, this one was going on. We closed the store. It was all over. We're still wasted. I'm in the office doing the books. All the employees are still in there just drinking, drinking hand over hands from the tap and playing pool. Well, then some of their friends show up. So, like, it's this whole party, and they're, like, rolling joints and breaking out fucking weed in the, uh, in the fucking dining area. And the entire restaurant is surrounded by windows. So a cop is right. walking by or somebody calls a cop. Cops show up. And I don't know it because I'm, I'm, I'm in the back office doing the books, and I know that these guys are out there drinking. And I'm drinking, too, and they're bringing me joints and stuff. And next, I turn around, and I hear, like, a knock, knock, knock on the office door. And I turn around, and there's two fucking cops there. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, everybody's drunk and smoking weed. And they said something like, oh, we got a complaint about noise. And somebody drove by and said that you're smoking weed and stuff. 
and I just faked it. I said, look, we work hard. I We even hang out and party afterwards. I don't know what to tell you. And these Austin cops, God bless them, they said, well, okay, just don't cause too much trouble. And they left. Right. Think what, how many people they would have to take to jail for that right there. Oh, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time me and Wardlow got busted in uh, at Zilker Park? No. Oh, my God, yeah. So, we it, they're having the – remember when they had the 360X games at Zilker Park? Oh, yeah. All right. That was like the first X games or something probably. And uh, me and Wardlow, we're gonna, we were going to go down and check it out. And we each bought a bottle of whiskey, okay? Because you can't – no, there wasn't going to be beer down there or whatever. So we were going to take a bottle of whiskey into the park. And, you know, a couple joints or whatever. So we're headed, we're walking to the park, and Wardlow has this great idea. Well, this other guy was with his skits. His name was Skits. He was Wardlow's friend. And he's like, let's just smoke the joint right now. So we started smoking a fucking joint, right? And, like, two seconds later, a fucking cop on a bike rides by. And then, like, five other cops. On bike, yeah, no lie. So we're sitting there, haven't had anything to drink. We just took a couple hits off this joint, and the cops fucking are like got us surrounded. And oh, jeez. So they pat us down, and they find our bottles of whiskey, and they're like making a big deal about like we were vagrants, basically. They made it seem like we were vagrants, and we were like stumbling around <laughs> the park drinking. We did have long hair and beards and stuff, but we were clean. I, I assure you that. And, oh, uh, sure. So there's like all these people walking by, and me and Wardlow and this guy Skits are standing there, and they're pouring out our bottles of whiskey into the bushes. What? Yeah, yeah, you can't. They poured out the bottles of whiskey. None of us had had one sip of any of the fucking whiskey. That's what sucks. That's that's criminal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it was it was unopened. So I mean, they shouldn't have been able to pour it out. The more I thought about it, but then of course they're like, okay, who has the weed? Right, and we all had fucking weed. There's no doubt that all of us had weed. And I'm like, I knew Ward. Warner just looked at me like a dupus and was like, gonna let me take the fall. So I'm like, yeah, it was my weed. And the guy's like, do you got any more? And they patted me down and found like two joints and they ripped it up. And the guy's like, it's not even the good stuff. I'm like, hey, dude, we're just fucking regular dudes, you know, fucking idiots. You know what? I got no problem with cops other than the fact that they have to, like, play by that rule that weed is a bad thing. Otherwise, I got no problem with cops. But I avoid cops on the whole idea that they hate weed. It's that the rules are changing, man. I mean, they have they hate weed because of their job. That's what I mean. They I have mean. to hate weed. But the, <laughs> the landscape is shifting. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind cops. I don't even mind people that are cops. I just don't like the idea that they have to bust me for having weed, so I avoid them. I did, I watched an episode of Cops the other day where they busted a guy who had weed, and the cop was even like, uh, this isn't even enough for me to fucking worry about, and just let the guy go. And this was on Cops the TV show. I think they got him for some other stupid shit that he's like, tell me if you have weed, and he's like, yeah, I got a joint in a little bag, and he held up the bag, and he's like, dude, that's, that's none of my fucking business. <laughs> I'll get you for the, right. the, the tail light. In, like, big cities, dude, uh, if you're not in the South, like in Boston, if a cop catches you, like, smoking weed or whatever, they're like, whatever. You know what I mean? You got yeah. a gun? No. Okay. Go smoke your fucking weed. Who gives a shit? That's why I'm glad. I don't think I could ever live in a big city. My buddy recently went to visit New York City, 
And I'm like, how was it? And he's like, it was crazy, dude. There's like, well, you were there. He's he's like, imagine going out on the sidewalk and there's 5,000 people instantly around you. Yeah. I'm it's, like, I'm shocked. It's fucking crazy. I'm paranoid there's with blood? people around me that someone's going to pull out a fucking knife and try to stab me. I like New York. I like visiting. I could not fucking live there. But it's it's cool. It's cool to visit. And the last time I went to New York was in October of 2014, and I lived in Nicaragua for a while. And I'm a short dude. I'm like 5'7", but in Nicaragua, I'm tall, right? And so I've been in, I was in Nicaragua for like six months, and then I go to New York where everybody's like 6'7", and I, I feel like a fucking munchkin. But, you know, it didn't help that the buildings were gigantic either. Right. It's I mean, a that's, really cool place. I, it I really there, but I, I do I, like it. When I go to Chicago, it really messes with my head that I can't see, like, beyond the buildings. It's so easy to get lost when you look up and all you're seeing is, like, buildings. I have no sense of direction, I found out, last time I was in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. New York's the same way. And it's also weird, maybe this is the same thing in Chicago, is because everything's built up. Like, you go to a Target. If you go to a Target here or in a suburb, it's just a fucking Target. You go in. You go to a Target in New York, it's a four-story fucking building where right. you have to take a shopping cart into an elevator and go up to, like, the produce section, and they go down to the clothing, and they go back up to the electronics. It's really fucking strange. Well, and the good thing about not having a sense of direction is that when I was in uh, Chicago, no matter which direction I walked in, there was a 7-Eleven or a white hand with a cold 24-ounce beer for a dollar. Oh, nice. So I didn't really have to know which direction. I just walked in a circle all night from one to the other drinking. It was, it was amazing. I only well, got lost I once. The same, could be, the same can be said for New York. No matter which way I go, I did get lost last time I went. I got kind of terrified and, and, and scared right. and had to weep into the bosom of a homeless person. But I, everywhere I turned, there was either a, an Irish bar or an Italian pizza joint. So I could totally survive on the streets there. This is how, what you know what, getting lost is fucking scary, though, because I got lost, I'm like, I'll just take a shortcut down an alley, and I'm like, man, this is fucking scary. This alley is scary. There was scary people in the fucking alley and shit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I do not want to fucking do that again. Mm. I actually got scared. Like, I'm out of my element. Oh, wow. That, that that wasn't the the type of scared that I got. I, I didn't turn down any dark alleys. I just didn't know where the fuck I was, and I was in New York City and surrounded by, you know, five million fucking people brushing up against me. And I was like, how the fuck do I get back to the hotel? Right, well, I just see, got lucky and found it. This is why I got scared in Chicago, because it went from being, like, around a bunch of fucking people walking around to all of a sudden it was, like, me in this dark alley with, like, six weird people in the alley. I'm like, man, this is probably not the right place to fucking be for an out-of-towner. That, yeah, that could be bad. That could be the beginning of the end. That was my first foray into white slavery. <laughs> right. Did you wear a bow tie? Why does white slavery... Now, white slavery is what? That's like sex slavery, right? Or not? I, I, I have no idea. I think that's I what you they made call up the term. It. No, let me look. I think white slavery is what we're all living right now in the corporate government run fucking world. 
we're all I think white you're right slaves. about that. I do think you're white about that. We are slaves. And you know what? The deal is, really, all they really want us to be is consumers. Because they yeah. don't want us to have jobs like making anything. That costs too much money. See, that's what I don't get, is they want us to be consumers to buy shit, but at the same time, they want to Not give automate you any every fucking job. Like, how do you automate every job and then still have consumers that well, yeah, here's doesn't really jive? This is how stupid the fucking shit is, because figure it's like the Republicans wanting everything and Big Ben's to stay in control or whatever. Yeah, they're going to automate everything and put, like, regular jobs out of business. Then they're going to... They want us. They're going to want us to get money from the government to buy the goods that their machines are making. Yeah, I don't. It does make sense. But there will be no money because we don't have any jobs, so we can't pay taxes, and they send all their tax money offshore. It's uh, it's all contrived, dude. It's so fucking contrived. It's all contrived. So that the haves can have more and the have-nots can give more. Can't have, can't have anything. Can't keep anything. They want us to consume things that can, you know, are not that can be renewed. Like Snickers bar. I'm a good little consumer, Rufus. Is that another Snickers bar? Well, the new the trick about a Snickers bar is here's how tricky they are, Rufus. You can buy what looks like a two pack of Snickers bars, right? Yeah. For like twice as much money. But the trick is it's oh, just wow. like Snicker bar, like cut into half. So you think that you're getting two, but you're really just getting one cut in half. <laughs> very savvy. It's a very savvy marketing team. I respect it for it that. Because I I'm, do not buy Snickers anymore. I'm thankful that I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't know why. I've never, I've just never liked sweets. So I don't know why. You it do. Like a topic of conversation. You do, but you satiate it with beer. Because beer is like 99. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, everything's got sugar in it these days. But I mean, like the, the sensation, the taste, the mouth taste. Of sweet, it just—it's never appealed to me. I don't know why. I'm going to tell you right now, family events because they're like, "Have a piece of wedding cake," and I'm like, "No." My advice to you is smoke more weed because then you will have said sweet tooth. Because I never had a sweet tooth till I really got back into smoking weed. And you know what's funny is I never really had a sweet tooth before, like when we lived together in Roehampton and stuff, because I was always drinking a lot of beer. But since I cut down on the beer, I like for some reason. My tumors want me to feed it with uh, the Snickers bars. Oh, no, dude. We got plenty of sweets around here because my kid loves it. And I'll get stoned out of my fucking mind, and I'll eat, like, a turkey sandwich. And it just didn't cross. I, my body is just like, I, I don't like sweets. I don't know why. I just don't. Even even high. I'll take out. Dude, last night, my wife made, like, uh, turkey cheesesteaks, right? So she made cheesesteaks that use turkey instead of beef. And I probably ate uh, four pounds of fucking turkey <laughs> and some uh, corn chips, and it was delightful. It was quite uh, delightful. That, it was like a corn chip. Is that on the menu at uh, at Tucci Southside? Is there a turkey cheesesteak offering? No, there should, there should be. There should be. There should be. 
Now, what kind of turkey did she use? Like sliced turkey, like you get from the deli case? Yeah, it was the the deli here at the uh, local grocery store where you go to the deli and be like, slice me this shit. What kind of cheese did you use? Just out of curiosity, just as an aficionado of uh, of cheesesteaks, I must know. Well, I was high, so I just used a slice of like Kraft American cheese. Really? How'd that go? Was it tangy? It was good. I mean, I'm a little disappointed because I had, like, pepper jack, I had uh, provolone, I had, like, Asiago, I had all this fucking cheese, but I was like, that American cheese looks good. I I must say, Rufus, I'm surprised that you let your wife cook the cheesesteak, knowing that within you lies uh, an ex, I like to call it cheesesteak veteran. Yeah, the thing is, and I've noticed this in, in my current job recently, is sometimes you get so close to something that you can't see the forest for the trees. And I uh, wanted to experience a new take on something. So instead of, like, trying too hard to do something better myself, I was like, I'm going to let an amateur who knows nothing present to me their take on it. And it was really good. I think they, I think you let her deconstruct the uh, the cheesesteak for you. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think, think we've got the premise for a Food Network show right now. I think we do. <laughs> All kidding aside, does it piss you off when you re- whenever you hear people use terms like deconstructed? Yes. Yes, I do. I, that that particular, I'm not even sure what it means. Uh, to take it means apart, overthinking. Right? I think just in general, overthinking anything just irritates the fuck out of me. I mean, make a hamburger. I don't care if you deconstruct it, as long as it's right. Here's a bun, mayo, and meat. As far as with food, I've noticed this is how you deconstruct something. If you're having a hamburger, you, like, just don't put it together. <laughs> That's their idea of deconstructing. It's like <laughs> you have a pile of bread, a pile of tomatoes, and a pile of onions, and a little pile of beef. And that's deconstructed. <laughs> that's right. And the, the stupid chefs will use their little, their fancy overhanded way of using, like, forks and knives where they're, like, holding them overhanded. That pisses me off. And they're, like, scooping little bits under their little fucking forks with their knives. And mm, that is quite deconstructed. <laughs> Making enough for a gnat to <laughs> Yes. Because it's never, like, a decent amount of food. But you know what? Maybe that's the problem with America is that we're just like so used to these huge fucking portions of food. You know? That, that really is. I mean, yeah. This is the problem. If I don't have enough to throw half of it in the trash, I feel like I've been ripped off. And, and yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I, I order a second serving just to throw it in the trash. Right. It's America for fucking Christ's sake. Instead of supersizing it, they should just call it trash sizing. Would you like to trash size that? They should just take, like, every time you order something, they should just take a scoop of fries and throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Trash portion. I wonder if we can get that into a law. We should get some kind of law passed that first we need to do a study on fries that sit under a heat lamp for more than, like, 45 seconds and then start a lawsuit against. McDonald's and like Wendy's and stuff that they have to like constantly have fresh fries 
ready to go. They just can't leave them under a heat lamp to get cold. Well, it can't take that long to fucking cook fries. Why Why would they even do that? They need to do like a conveyor belt that just is like cranking out like fries every couple of seconds. Yeah, that's true. It's just so disappointing, though, when you go and you get quote-unquote fast food, which it, to me is not even that fast anymore. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. Maybe it's just so many people are going to the fast food restaurants, but you know they got like the double drive through now. And I want yep. people to know that no matter which one I get into, whoever you are in front of me, you're the slowest fucking jackass in the world because I can always watch two people go through the other line while I got the slow jackass in front of me. I really can pick them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but that whole double drive through thing irritates and intimidates me too because I never know which fucking lane to go into. And I'm like, surely if, if I'm, you know – lazy enough that I just want to drive up and get my shit and go, I don't need to, I have to decide or decipher which lane to go into. Dude, I'm I seeing mean, like pre-crashes at those things too. Like people being like, oh, oh yeah. I'm getting in front of you to get my fucking, get in line to pay my bill next so they can put me in the number one waiting spot. I mean, it's like they're so busy now, the fast food places have brought in so many more customers, but they're not equipped to fucking serve them as fast as they line up. Does that make sense? So they need to quit like bringing in more customers so they can learn how to service them. Anyways, looks like Rufus is taking a break, so I'm going to take a small break myself. We're supposed to go to the VIP. <laughs> No, I was, gonna, I was just being as quiet as possible to see what would happen. Were you sleeping on the mic? It sounded like you were taking a little nappy poo. No, I was deliberately not talking to see what you do. Oh, did I did I freeze up? Was I I was really intimidated. You could see that I was I was really nervous. You no, know, you carried on very well. But you My got first a pee, time go pee. I got a pee. Well, I'm going to play Beer's Food then. Can we play Beer's Food? Let's play Beer's Food for the people. Check it out, people. Let's do it. VIP.
times I hear it. That song is just ingenious every time I spin its wheels. It spin its wheels of steel, whatever that means. Hey, uh, Rufus, you know what? I, there's something interesting that I saw. I got an email today from UPS because mm-hmm. I'm a very important customer of theirs. Okay. They're sure. very, they, sure. they, I'm a my UPS member or whatever. Somehow I inadvertently got signed up for something that I didn't want. But, um, they're going to be rolling out a new feature, dude, where I can track, where anybody, I mean, you could do it, sure, where you can track your package, like, in real time. So, like, you okay. can see on maps where it is, like, no matter, you know, like, the driver driving around your town. I mean, I'm guessing that people are going to end up, like, mobbing these poor drivers trying to get their packages early. Yes. You are absolutely I mean, I know right. I would. Dude... Oh, my God. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. We were expecting a package from UPS one day or over a series of days when it was showing up. We pulled into the gas station here in town, and the UPS truck was there. My wife jumped out of the car and ran up into the UPS truck and said, do you have our package? Can you imagine if everybody in town knew where that truck was at any given moment? Oh, that's terrible. Terrible. You know you know what would be actually interesting, though, one day to probably get a package coming and then watch, like, the route and where the uh, where the guy has to stop. The UPS drivers stop at, like, the porn shop and, like, a dry cleaners, you know. And that's, like, those are all legitimate places for a UPS guy to, like, make a delivery. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, anybody UPS else would be watching this? Well, I wonder what the weird – imagine being a UPS guy and, like, delivering to, like, porn shops and, and stuff like that. I mean, obviously they're getting shit constantly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You could probably really, like, meet some CD people delivering UPS packages because you know they delivered tons of drugs and shit. Yeah, or you could meet some quality people that are that – are like you, highly unlikely. I mean, I'm, I don't mean like you personally. I mean the, the driver UPS. He's obviously a scalawag. See, dude, there's your reality show. There's your fucking reality show. A guy, you follow a package on a delivery route with a guy, and you know, of course, it's like someone's life-saving medicine in the package, or someone's long-lost relative's ashes. You know what I mean? We could make it like we could make a show out of that, I think, Rufus. Every package has a story. Wow, that's great. I'm gonna jot that down. Every package has a story. No, no, that's not a good that's not a good name. That's also a great uh, name for a porn DVD. That's true. 
And yes. Every release has its story. Oh it's my because- God. I wonder what it'd be like to be a, live a day in a UPS driver's shoes. I mean, Doug Heffernan made it look pretty funny. Think it's like that? I'm sure it's exactly like that. Yeah. I do I like that show. I love that show, dude, because I'm almost convinced that I think exactly like Doug Heffernan. He is he's the everyman that we all need, I think. In terms of, like, the best everyman, he's way better than, like, Ray from Everybody Loves oh Raymond. Oh, my God. You see, that's, like, apples and He orange. is really – yeah, dude. Heffernan, he encompasses the thought process of a dude. I think Ray from Everybody Loves Raymond encompasses the real sort of aspect of, you know, living in a, a family. But – See, any good sitcom, any is, good is sitcom does think. not have kids. If you want to ruin a fucking sitcom, have kids in it. Oh, yeah. Right? Because think of all your classic sitcoms that are legendary. Seinfeld, no kids. Cheers, no kids. You know, Frasier, no kids. I mean, uh, obviously, when Bray Barone has kids, it just fucks it up. I like the idea of the old man as the kid for Doug Heffernan. Arthur is probably funnier than anybody on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely, he is. And he was on Seinfeld, too. And hilarious. Right, that's true. That is true. And he kind of was the same character, really. Lucky Arthur. You know, he, they were saying something. I've been watching, like, Doug and Carrie late at night. And he was saying something. I thought, whoever wrote that line for Arthur, I mean, I you almost had to think he did it himself. I'm like, no one could just write for that character You'd have to think he had to be creating all those lines. I I I have to agree. I have to agree. Every everything said by any character in that show, in other shows like it, that are just as good like Seinfeld or uh whatever, it you really feel like the actors saying those lines are like just being that character. Right. It wasn't so written by committee or you know, hammered out on a fucking boardroom right. table. Oh, this is what the people are going to like. What was it like? I've never written like that. What's that like to to write like that? I know that you've done that a few times. Oh, shit, I've never done that. No. But when you wrote that book, when you wrote that script with that guy, I mean, that's kind of how you guys did it, right? I mean, you got together, you sat down, like hammered out details and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had meetings and stuff, and... uh, we had bi-weekly meetings. We write it all out and had a lot of emails. But, I mean, we didn't have, like, actors we were writing for, so we couldn't say, this is how this guy would best deliver this line so right. it would come out the best. But in those TV shows, it, it, you're right. It seems like they wrote their own lines because they just deliver. They fit so well with how those people are. Yeah, well, then you see that, like, Larry David and, and Jerry Seinfeld kind of wrote Seinfeld together, right? Or did Larry David... No, okay, because Larry David was George's character, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a documentary. It's really short, but it's really good about how Seinfeld came to be and how nobody, like, involved, Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, all the other people... There was just an amazement that it was even taking off and like becoming a popular thing. 
and it's it's cool to see these guys in this interview or this documentary. They're just they're baffled, even still to this day, that it, it fucking made it because every like every step of the way, not only they didn't think like we do because we're brilliant. This is fucking hilarious. It's gonna make it. At every step of the way, they thought this is hilarious, but nobody's gonna fucking get it, and it's gonna right. fail. And at every moment, they were just expecting doom, and they couldn't believe it when it fucking took off. And even when it took off, they're like, "This is too good to be true. This is it can't last. It's terrible. We're stupid idiots." And yet, it, it persisted forever. And it's a really good documentary. I would like to see that. Now, but you said it was short. Those are my favorite kind. Of documentaries. Yeah, that's what she said. You know what? They're really, they're not because I don't mind watching a good documentary. Like last night, I watched Frontline. I mean, I don't know if you consider that a documentary or not, but it was like on the beginnings of ISIS and how ISIS was created. And basically, George Bush had a chance to take out ISIS, and when it was like just a tiny little like group of like 200 people, and they decided not yeah. to. They decided to go after Saddam Hussein in Iraq instead, and, and they made uh, – dude, it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen about how the CIA was trying to do the right thing, but they were overruled by the president and the vice president insisting on going to war with Saddam Hussein. It, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, for real, I think I bookmarked that same fucking documentary today because I saw it on Reddit. I was like, I want to watch this later, so I saved it, but I haven't seen it yet. But oh, I can't man, wait to watch I'm it. I'm telling yeah. you, it just really it is it's disgusting. The the amount of just like I don't want to say malarkey and tomfoolery, but those are two words that definitely come up to mind when talking about what the what Bush did to get us all fucking involved in their bullshit over there. So well, people I, get I, I, I'll watch it and we should discuss it on the next show. Are are you going to be able to do a Tuesday show? No, we week? have to pick another night for Tuesday shows. Just temporarily for about two or three months. Is that possible? Yeah, that's fine. That's no, fine. Tuesday and Friday is the perfect fucking combination, though. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I do think so. We can pre-record it, like you said. I just didn't know. Maybe you'll listen to my I last, do it. last I episode. I could probably do the show an hour later. I don't know if I could, though. Right. So maybe let's just... Can you do Monday or Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a problem. Either of those nights is fine. All right. All right. We'll pick one of those. We can either pre-record it. I think let's, let's keep the show technically on Tuesday and Friday, but we can pre-record it and upload it. No, I mean, if we're going to do it, why don't we just change the night for a while? Who cares and just do it live? Well, because then I have to change like 40 fucking banners I've made for different websites and podcasts. Aggregation oh. websites. All right, I got gotcha. you. That sounds like a lot of work. So I'm going to let you off the hook on that one. But, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Well, it sucks. We won't be able to play our music and shit, though, correct? Well, actually, if we, if we pre-record we just, it, I can edit the yeah, music we'll in and it'll sound even show. better. We'll just schedule a show and then upload it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying that we can do the show with all the bells and whistles that we got, right, and then just upload it to play on Tuesday night. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. No, no. We can't do that. I've already checked it out. Blog Talk Radio, we can't do that. It's got to broadcast live. But well, we I'm can saying, do a show. I was going to say, 
We schedule a show. Who cares if it's like 10 o'clock in the morning? That's just for uh, reference. 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday, and we do the show. And then I I have the show taped on my Skype thing here on the call recorder. Then we just take that show and upload it and let it be the show that plays on Tuesday night. No, yeah, that's no, exactly what I mean. But if you, if you send me that file before we upload it, then we can cut in the song and the intro and everything. So it seems like a nice show. I guess I'm not making myself clear here, Rufus. We can schedule a show so we could use all the stuff, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? So we would have all the stuff and we can play the songs and whatnot, and then we just upload the call recorder version of the show. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, you don't sound very sincere about that. I don't like the way your voice... I think you went like a half an octave of anger <laughs> in that response. <laughs> sound like my wife. And I was like, ultimately, I mean, ideally, we should record the show in advance anyway because we can cut the songs in and they'll sound way better than what Blog Talk Radio does when it streams the songs. You know what? I'm curious but, uh, about that. Because sometimes the songs the songs sound fine when we listen to them, like that last time sounded fine. But then sometimes it sounds like they're like coming through a cheese grater. Yeah, exactly. Mostly, like listening to the songs now during the show sound horrible every fucking time. But when right. I listen to past shows, sometimes they sound good, and sometimes yeah, they sound like they're going through through a cheese grater. Really, they sound better than I would ever think, though, when, when I listen to it, like, on a playback of the show. I'm always like, wow, it sounds like, at least it sounds normal instead of, like, it's, you know, a whole lot of whack. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I do need to get you some pictures for the rest of the website here. I did get note that uh, we won't be getting the the second version of the uh, Bud Buddy until June 18th. Okay. So, I mean, really, I want to get that and put it on the website before we really start, like, get driving traffic to the website. Because people, it's like night and day between the two products. So oh, wow. Really, cool. the, the Bud Buddy that we have now is going to be non-existent, dude. It won't even make sense for what, what this other thing has going for it. So, I don't want to... I'd I'd rather just give these away or do whatever, but the the new product has a lot of features. Like it's waterproof and it's you know it's totally smell proof and it has that thing they developed just for us. It, I'm calling it Kind Lock technology, but it's still Smart Stash technology with the Kind Lock integrated O-ring. Fucking sweet. Uh, you know what? I should I'm going to send you some pictures of the the new one. They're not colored. They're just 3D. Like carvings or whatever, 3D model. <clears throat> but uh, it's way better, dude. It's it, this would insult someone if they got it and then we came out with the Bud Buddy, the newer version of the Bud Buddy. Does that make sense? Man, you're you're cracking the whip on these Chinese folk. Dude, they really they went to bat for us and came up with a whole new technology. I'm not lying. There's no doubt about it. And it's ours because I paid them to do it. They're like, that's yours. Here's the drawing and all that shit. I'm like, okay. That is See, fucking amazing, dude. Way to go. 
Well, you know what? We should, can we? You can't wait. I mean, this sounds crazy, but I love people. I know they live in a communist weird government, and they're they're probably pretending to be happy to serve you. But can we get them on the show? Like when we launch, can we have these Chinese people on the show? I think they deserve some recognition. You know what sucks is that Rachel, the really the the hot uh, Asian chick, and she did turn out to be hot because I saw a picture of her in her, in her Christmas card. But uh, <laughs> yes. but she actually emailed me last night. And I felt guilty that we are getting better bud buddies from someone else. But, yeah, I bet Armlo mm. would be on. And Rachel's so nice, dude, she'd probably be on, too. They they always want to Skype. These people always want to Skype. We should have them on the show. Dude, that, would, that would be a viral thing if we had these Chinese people on the show that produce the fucking bud buddies and shit. Good or, you know, the good ones or the old ones or the bad ones or the new ones or whatever. Dude, when these guys do People this stuff, you... interested in that. They're like, we can't wait for you to come and visit our plant, and we know we're going to have great success together, and this is a great idea. You know what I mean? Oh, They're like you're... the biggest supporters over there. You're going to get Shanghai'd. They say you to death. Maybe I am being Shanghai'd, but you know it's what? Bring it on. It's better than being New York. <laughs> Bring it on. Shanghai, at least they give you a little something up front. I mean, the New York style is just like stick a knife in your ribs and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got to run, dude. My bladder's about to don't know that blast for up fact. my I just my read that in the region. Well, it must be true. Yeah. Well, there was a shooting today at the White House. Did you see that? No, I did not. I mean, dude, suicide by cop. That's, like, the worst way to try to fucking go, don't you think? Well, the guy, suicide in general is probably a stupid move, I guess. I think you should have the right. But, yeah, suicide by cop, because what if the cop's a bad shot? Right. He's just injured by cop. Right, and then you're, like, in a wheelchair and in prison. That's, like, you imagine, okay, you've tried to kill yourself suicide by cop. You end up as a paraplegic in a wheelchair sitting in a fucking prison, never able to fucking that's, kill yourself. That's an easy rape. That's an easy prison rape right there. Oh, my God. They just wheel you around in your cart with no bottoms on. Just like a whole... <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Your your wheelchair has a crotchless seat. <laughs> and that's, that's your version of being a... What are they? A trustee. <laughs> I watched. Hey, did you see the? Yes. I was going to ask you, did you see 60 Days In last night? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't oh, seen you it. you haven't? Uh, you know what's funny? No. Because I watched it this afternoon on, on demand while I was at work, just it, on the hopes that you had watched it. But well, I'll let it matter. I have not seen it yet. I got it recorded. I'm going to watch it after the show. <laughs> but you know what? No, I, no, no. Tell you what I could relate to? Is you know that lady Tammy, and I just am going to tell you this in advance, just because I want you to notice it when it happens. The lady Tammy, you know who Tammy is, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she gets out of jail, dude, and she takes a fucking pull off of a beer that gave me a fucking newfound respect for her. She like that was as close to giving someone a blowjob as I she'll ever do because she like fucking was on this beer like Russian radiation. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see it, honestly. 
She takes a she takes a monumental pull, and then I think she actually comes a little bit afterwards, which was gro- that part was gross. <laughs> is it is it like a, a triple like squirt video? Yeah, it was. There was it was more like out of her. No matter what it is, it's just scat, just straight scat. Oh my! I don't. You know what? Dude, I'll never be able to understand people who watch like scat porn or whatever. I don't even. I can't even like clean up dog shit without fucking oh, dry. No. No, yeah, neither. It, Even my own shit. Unless it's like that one that you told me about. What was that one that you told me about? Which one? It was like Chinese chicks and shit, basically. Was it like oh, two God, cups, I... one cup? What the fuck was it? Oh, two girls, one cup. <laughs> right. Now that's art. There's a difference between scat and art. That is art. That's, that's making a statement. Right, it is. You know what? That's all that stuff. At the end of the day, is just propaganda put out there by Charmin toilet paper. <laughs> so you know when it's really time good. to get up, scat. What if you made a scat thing? Was like brought to you by Charmin. Oh my God! It's brought to you by Charmin and Dixie cups. <laughs> and what, like uh, uh, Green Giant corn on the cob. <laughs> Green Giant. That's a great porn name. That really is a great porn name. Wonder where they got that idea. Well, I wonder who came first, the Hulk or the Green Giant. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh my God! And come to find out, they both came at the same time. <laughs> that's right. All right, I got to run, dude. I'm about to piss all over my desk. All right, piss. We'll check you out. Anything uh, new, but get together off air and figure out a night to have our show or a day to have our show and upload it and we got to talk about business as well so adios my friend always a great pleasure here on the hypersoft happy hour uh this is the double d we'll catch you guys on the next show awesome boom I'm looking for the show ender for those of you who are still with us. It's awesome, so stick around for it for a second. There it is. I was about to play it, but I didn't oh. know if you were going to stick around and do something. There you go. Adios! All right. Thank you for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.